On today's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be bringing in Alex Slemp of Full Press NHL to discuss the Florida Panthers' two regulation losses over the weekend as they're hoping to have different results as they rang in the new year of 2023. We're going to discuss that more on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Monday, January 2nd edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listener of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Lockdown NHL Network, including Lockdown NHL. Locked on Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. And make sure to get your World Junior fix on Locked on NHL Prospects with Heidi Kalakash. And don't forget to also send in your screenshot of your subscription to Locked on Panthers and your five-star rating on whichever podcast app you listen to Locked on Panthers for your chance to win two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus Vancouver Canucks game at FLA Live Arena on January 14th. So Florida Panthers fans, like we spoke about in the very beginning uh, of the show, at, right at the top, the Florida Panthers, they, after a big-time win against the Montreal Canadiens, uh, in, as that game was could have been a blowout early and then pulled away late, it, 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 with that game seeing it at the time is that was that was that going to be the game for the Panthers to help them go on their run and being on a second end of a back-to-back even though it's not an excuse a just being blown out by the by the Carolina Hurricanes and with where you give up three power play goals and one of them and the even strength goal as the power play ends and then coming right back home ringing in the new year and fall behind early and you never even get get this game to a tie and this will be a great time to bring in my guest on the show of course he is now a multiple time guest uh, on, on the show he is alex slent from full press nhl alex happy new year by the way and welcome back to the show hey happy new year to you too yeah it's good to be back uh man them panthers though i mean it's good to be back for them yeah, uh, I, I, it's funny because of the way everything lined up in South Florida sports with, uh, with the Miami Dolphins and just having having a chance to win earlier in the day. It's it's just proven to be same old Dolphins, and then for the Florida Panthers, just same old Panthers as far as this season. Even though, as a calendar year, the the Florida Panthers just uh, it, it was a great year as far as the calendar when you're talking about last season versus this sure. season. A lot of a lot of things happened in the off season, but man. They're they're not they're just in a really rough place right now for 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 them and just continuing to fall behind. You get zero points in the in these last two when you really got to go like win 
get two thirds of the points the rest of the way to at least 700 hockey and just come out flat uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes. I mean, li- listen, I mean, the, the, and the amount of power play opportunities, I believe they had five on, on, on Friday night against the, against the Canes. And I believe three of them, you don't even generate a single shot on goal. And, and a lot, and even, even in the game against the Rangers on, on Sunday night, they, they had a hard time with, uh, with, uh, with offensive zone time it, on, on the man advantage too. So it's been, it's just looking back at just these last two games, it's been really special teams, special teams. That's just been the continuous issue for this team. Yeah, absolutely. It has, it, it broke them against the hurricanes. It let them down once again, uh, Sunday night. <clears throat> and you almost get a little frustrated having to talk about it. This is, I mean, it was a big issue at the beginning of the year. Seemed like they cleaned some of that up. Uh, coming into the break, we're looking all right, and now it just looks like we're back to square one. And it's uh, extremely frustrating if you're a Florida Panthers fan, and uh, uh, obviously uh, very frustrating for the players. We saw at the end of the game some of that frustration come out. So, um, I mean, for the Panthers, I don't think they could have asked for a better start coming out of the break. They get a, a very favorable matchup, Montreal Canadiens. They, you know, they take care of them the way they should have. Um, but then they follow it up with a dud, a four nothing, and I, I don't. For for me, I don't care that that one was on a back to back. You're coming off of a week's rest. You're not tired there, okay? You had an easy skate against the Canadians. You had you had the wheels to be able to go in that game, and they weren't there. And then they follow it up with an absolute dud of a first period against the Rangers. Here, to me, it's insanely frustrating to watch i mean you had this great reset with the break you come out and you get that win and then what do you do two back-to-back losses you look just like the panthers going into that break now coming out of it one and two i mean this was your chance to get a full reset uh this is very frustrating yeah and just looking back at both the shot on goal differential in both first periods let's just talk about the first period in both of them for 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 Carolina, just dominating the possession in, in the in in the first period, twelve to three, and and in on Sunday, eleven to two as far as shots on goal in favor of the New York Rangers in the first five minutes and thirty seconds. I mean, the 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 Panthers they only gave up two shots on goal the rest of the way on Sunday, but I mean, Bob on Bob Sergey Bobrovsky in the in the first period was 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 the was the best player for the Panthers. I know I know later on in the period and on Sunday there's just that mishandling of the puck and then it crossed up Sergey Bobrovsky uh, right right on the on the power play um Mika Zibanejad getting 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 the goal and then really the the broadcast mentioned this mentioned this as a as a really key point as far as Sunday it's just the neutral zone the speed through the neutral zone and even though the New York Rangers are one of the one of the teams in the NHL that has the hardest time finishing they they st- they're still a very speedy hockey team. They're the they're as far as generating goals on the forecheck. The broadcast mentioned it how they're one of the b- best ones as far as generating on the forecheck and when you cycle around the puck too. So I mean, it, it, it's just really about cleaning cleaning up the speed. I mean, the Panthers uh, took it, um, got got some speed going in the neutral zone. I mean, Nick Cousins cut it down to a one goal deficit uh, because of that adjustment with the neutral zone and catching. New York in that change 
but it, it it just really came down to like how they were skating through and just the the continuous active sticks for 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 new york in that one yeah no the it really looked like the panthers were skating through mud uh especially in that first period they couldn't get any speed they got burned by the rangers speed uh yeah they were able to find their legs for the uh for the second and, and third period and and did a good job i think out chancing the rangers but they were just letting uh i, I mean the rangers were just uh, capitalizing on every single opportunity that they could get um yeah i mean i don't i it, it seemed uncharacteristic because i mean we're used to seeing the panthers have strong first periods you know and and outworking their their opponents in the first out shooting them out chancing them all that so uh, you know this was a little bit uncharacteristic play we saw them get their legs back later in the game but i mean it was too little too late for them uh yeah and for it and to do this against a team like the rangers who I think have been struggling in their own right. I mean, they've got the Zabinijad line that is just always consistent. Uh, but, you know, they're having issues with some of the other young players, Lafreniere getting the, the the demotion there. I mean, Kako still hasn't, you know, been what he's supposed to be. They're having troubles. And, you know, this is a team that we could have taken, a, a, you know, a, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, we had an opportunity to do something here against a team struggling in their own way. and um, And they didn't. They didn't. So. Yeah, and 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 the noise is really loud for Gerard Gallant after uh, even prior to the scratch of Alexis Lafreniere. I mean, it it's also comes down to the the Rangers realizing that the Panthers have been caught. I mean, Capo Caco had that incredible uh, backdoor feed for 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 one of the goals. It was to Zabanajad. I mean, Ekblad Ekblad go, um, creeps up um, behind behind the net and then. Uh, and then uh, Zibanejad's uh, kept all alone. And then, of course, uh, really, what broke the the straw that broke the camel's back in in the in the game in later in the peri- in the game was uh, a shorty chance by Anton Lindell that was broken up, and then just ca- a counter attack going the other the other way, and 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 just uh, and and getting chances shorthanded. I mean, even one of their few chances that got uh, that that the Panthers had early on, it, it, it was uh, shorthanded when they were struggling on the power play last go last game. You don't get ch- chances at five on five early. And then your first chance is, is, is uh, shorthanded. It, it's, it's like this, uh, this uh, season is kind of an enigma for, for the Panthers. It, it's just hard to understand. And still after the first period overall, just looking at this at hockey on hockey reference right now, they're Oh, nine and one when trailing after the first period. So it's continuing on. Uh, for for the Panthers, as far as as far as uh, just the starts that they're having, it's just mm-hmm. concerning. But I do I do want to get to segment number two, mm-hmm. where we discuss the Panthers' practice in between the Carolina game and the New York game, and talking about emphasis on on on, on special teams and what Paul Maurice worked uh, w- with the Panthers and and also as a result. So we're going to discuss that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Athletic Greens. And this and our next partner is a is a product that I literally use every day. And I started using AG1 because I needed a little break from the coffee and of course, if you know South Florida culture, you know coffee it runs runs this place as I I'm actually in South Florida right now. Uh and I had a uh, quite a few uh uh, 
cafe con leches and coladas and cortaditos while I was here. But I do need, but thanks to AG1, I've had sometimes a little bit of a break from it. Of course, not being in South Florida helps at times. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. To help you start your day off right, this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, all the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition with just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athleta Greens is going to give you a one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and free by five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Back on this Monday, January 2nd edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And Panthers dropped to the New York Rangers five to three at FLA live arena. We're recording this, uh, just 30 minutes after after the final final buzzer uh, uh, went off for for the for the game and let's talk a little bit about special teams and even Thursday I, I even mentioned on Friday's show with uh, giving up two power play goals against the league's worst power play unit you give up those three uh, on on Friday and and one of uh, and the other one being as the power play ended for for the for the for the opposition and this this one uh just continuing the the special teams just being conti- a continuous struggle especially penalty kill two for four for the rangers and it's rare on a back-to-back where especially when the second end is on the road where you're going straight to practice and on new year's eve of all of all things these players are probably thinking oh i get to be with my family but paul marie said no this is a sen- this is a time for a sense of urgency for this team of course, it didn't result in in a win on Sunday, but what you what did you think, uh, Alex, when you first heard that the that, that that the Panthers were were practicing in 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 between games after a back to back, and of course with the holiday? Yeah, no, I was all for it, absolutely. I mean, there's no need for them to be getting a break in a in a thing like this. I mean, you're, I mean, this is your season right here. At this point in the year you cannot be having these issues you can't be trying to figure out special teams your penalty kill your power play absolutely not um so no i don't think it deserved any sort of a break i think it was the right call to be like no i mean here this is make or break in our season we this should have been sorted out long ago we had we've got burned we went 0 for 6 on the power play against the uh the canes they allowed was it three of four on the penalty kill and then they got burned on sunday night so i mean why there's no reason to have a break i think the players would expect that too i mean i don't think they could you know take a day off and say yeah we earned that absolutely not mm-hmm. uh and i think even after today's game there needs to be another sense of urgency in, in their response you know kind of having one of those maurice ripping into the guys and immediately after having a door closed players only meeting and air some stuff out there's something going on in that dress room there's a lot of frustrations there and to me i think it's just something like this is this is make or break in their season their response on tuesday against the coyotes is going to be very very telling as to where they want this season to go because after that they're staring down the barrel of a four game road 
road trip where there's a lot of travel involved. You're up in Detroit, you got Dallas, Colorado. Okay, you're moving around a lot. So for me, I think, no, Marie's holding the practice, trying to figure this out was the right call. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, even the ESPN Plus broadcast on Friday night was talking about a little bit of the problems with the with the Florida Panthers penalty kill. And it's just they're too spread out with uh, allowing too much uh, wide open uh, shooting lanes. And that's kind of really what's been what's kind of been the issue and and just be continuing continuing to be caught and and listen we we i i've spoken so much about um aaron ekblad about just consistently getting beat and and the and the goal where uh i believe it was vincent trocek uh uh where he uh got it to artemi panarin um and, and just continuing to to just unable to get back creeping up on the play uh, we talked about the capo caco goal earlier and it's just like even even the top guys are 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 having a hard time and get and continuously getting caught i mean even after the second period i mean even after the second period even i mean the panthers had more slot shots the the offensive zone time was the panthers having having more of it on the power play for some reason they're 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 it's just one and done a, a, a lot too. And, and mo most of that really came from uh, e even um, five on five. I mean, I mean, for, for the third period alone, I mean, five on five, it's Corsi four, 21 to 10, and then shots four, shots against 20 to four. But it's just really about what the, 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 the consistent chances that, that you're giving, giving away and, and really on, on the rush, on, on the four check and, and all, and, Listen, uh, the the New York Rangers. As I'm looking at the chart right now, and I'm just looking at how how much the slot area was just really dominated. The the Florida Panthers had where as far as the darker areas, more more opportunities really at the slot. But they didn't even face Shesterkin tonight. For mm -hmm. I know Yaroslav Halak has been part of two Jennings Trophy tandems in his mm -hmm. career, yeah. so. But but still they they still but thirty seven years old uh, um, who's been on multiple teams a chance to a chance to take advantage of it and just but it's just those silly silly mistakes in when when they get even when the opposition gets even a few opportunities it they they they're just consistently leaving their goalies to try and you can't put any of these last two games on the goaltenders you really can't no. No, not at all. Absolutely not. That's uh, not where I'd be going if I'm looking to pass blame. What you're talking about on the, the penalty kill is absolutely right, though, that they're allowing too much space there. And uh, it, it's something they've got to tighten up that formation. I think these players got to be able to trust in their goalies. Uh, it like let, let, let the opposing team pass that puck around the perimeter, take perimeter shots all day, tighten up the formation, make it difficult to get pucks through the middle, and let them just skate around. You can skate around the, the perimeter of the ice, do stuff like that all day. Your goalies are good enough to stop those shots. They've been proving that they can. Trust in them to let it do it. And and, and like you were saying, uh, with Ekblad and how he's getting burned there, I mean, if you tighten it up, you don't really have to worry about him moving around so much. But you've played with all this space, and it looks like, you know, perhaps that growing injury he sustained early in the year is still nagging and he doesn't have that same mobility. So if you want to keep Ekblad out on that unit, you got to tighten it up. And if you and if you don't want to do that, if you don't like that type of formation, then you got to get Ekblad out of there and you got to try in with someone else because it's it's just not working right now. I mean, it can later, but I think there's still something lingering on in there. And it's 
the strategy they're going with is it's getting exposed on a nightly basis. Mm, and and happening really on both sides of special teams too. I mean, yeah. No, I, oh, sorry, <laughs> cut you off there. No, but you're right with what you said with the even the power play and they're getting all these one and done chances. And that was something that Matthew Kachuk was talking about. I remember earlier in the year when they were struggling on the power play, and it, it just seems like they're just reverted back to how they were at the beginning of the year. Uh, so again, just frustrating for fans, frustrating for the for the players, but. They were able to make it work. They got that power play going where they had sustained pressure, could cycle around, create chances. I think you just got to go back to the film, look at what you were doing there, and take those things and implement it again. I mean, it's, I don't think it's that complicated. I, I think it's a simple fix. Just go back to what was working. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so it, it, it's just sometimes you just, uh, even in losses, you, you, you try to... You try to see things for what it's worth, and the, the two the two shots that they allowed uh, for for New York, just going back to the qual to the quality of shots, the, one, the two shots that they allowed to New York, even in the last fifteen minutes of the first period, one of them happened to be a goal, and then and then just continue, and then talking about all the different types of penalties, you got neutral zone penalties. Eric Stahl had two penalties uh, uh, today. Carver Hagee had one in the offensive zone after. At, after taking a hit, I think it was Sam Bennett who took a hit up high uh, earlier earlier in that shift, or 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 prior to Verhage's shift, and then he takes an offensive zone penalty. There was uh, one of Stalls was right behind the net in their in in their own zone. So you're getting all types of of just silly just silly penalties and just out of control with the stick too. Absolutely. I mean, talk about shooting yourself in the foot and making it as hard as possible on yourself as you can. That's too many offensive zone penalties. You're right. The word is silly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I, I I wonder I wonder what uh, Mar- Mar- Maurice is going to do as far as uh, as far as what the next practice will be be. Uh, right now, there is no announcement of whether there is practice tomorrow. When the Florida Panthers did send their uh, schedule as far as the week ahead, it said TBD. But after this performance, I'm going to assume that they're going to be back at FLA Live Arena or the Coral Springs, uh, the Ice Den in Coral Springs, to to uh, have a uh, practice there because it's a it's a it's a sense of urgency that is very much needed for this uh, Panthers team. But we're going to transition over to segment number three, where we're going to look ahead and uh, we we we're going to talk about about the Florida Panthers welcoming in the Arizona Coyotes on Tuesday night. And we're going to just try to forecast that and, and the rest of and the Florida Panthers going on a West coast trip after that. So keep it right here with myself, Armando Velez and Alex Lemp of full press NHL here on the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this Monday, January 2nd edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Alex Slump here of Full Press NHL. So <laughs> we, we were, Alex and I were talking about this uh, off camera the last time he, he was on. Uh, since this is a Sunday night recording, I guess we could call this a Slump Sunday, even though <laughs> this is uh, released on a Monday. Trying to have a little bit of uh, alliteration here. So here, here for the show. So, uh, uh, thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Uh, and thank you once again, Alex, for uh, joining me me on the show. But Alex, uh, now now every every single game, every every single game this time around, 
whether it's the Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, where they'll be seeing next week, and or a rebuilding team in the Arizona Coyotes, which the Florida Panthers in only the Arizona Coyotes' second game in their new arena, Mullet Arena, when they welcomed the Panthers, just the amount of pressure they put on Karol Vamalka in that game. And just I remember just talking about how the best player in, in early on in that game as far as generating chances was Ryan Lomberg from, my, from what I remember. And just, uh, just, uh, when it, when it, when it comes to, when it comes to approaching this one, it's just like, man, this is, this is one of your quote unquote easy games as far as your, your strength of schedule, according to Tankathon. But Arizona is not a doormat like they were last year. It was obvious that it was obvious that they were trying to tank. It's kind of obvious that they're trying to this year as well. But of course, you get front office, front offices can try, but putting, putting the, Putting coaches and players there, as, as far as trying to put a product together, they're 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 gonna they're gonna try to they're gonna they're always gonna give their their hardest and listen the 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 arena there over over in uh, Tempe, great energy there. Of course, th- this is a road game for them coming into FLA Live Arena here, but this this Arizona Coyotes team definitely uh, n- not not a doormat and. Even though they're hurting their chances of uh, number one overall pick in Connor Bedard, who had seven points in a World Junior game and then six in the other, which the quarterfinals are tomorrow, which uh, Ludwig Janssen uh, scored again for Team Sweden, so now he has three goals for the Florida Pan- uh, for the excuse me for Team Sweden in the World Juniors. For, um, Florida Panthers prospect Ludwig Janssen. But how how are you looking at this game, Alex? Yeah, I mean, well, hey, I would love to see. Connor Bedard, Logan Cooley, that could be a nice little one-two right there in Arizona for many years to come. But you're right; these are professionals. At the end of the day, they're they're going out there, they're playing their hearts out. They're not looking to tank. They're they're going to play uh, play teams hard. Look at the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs just the other night, right? Arizona taking them out. So, yes, you're right. Strength of schedule, perhaps easy, but it's not going to come easy for the Panthers. And this, to me, is uh, this is a must-win. Absolutely. I don't think we can come out of the break and have a three-game losing streak. Absolutely not. So must win hockey game at home before going on the road because then you're playing, what is it, the next five of six games are going to be against Western Conference teams, I think it is. So that's difficult to uh, make up ground in your in your own standings, right? It's not easy to leapfrog when you're playing the other conference. So they need to win this game against Arizona. And then they got some stiff tests. They got Dallas. They got Colorado in there vegas has been playing well i mean these aren't easy easy road games but they are must win they have to if they're going to want to keep pace uh the rest of the way before they get to come home and have a bunch of games against eastern conference and and maybe some make some leapfrog in the standings uh but there is absolutely no way that they can go into this road trip and even the game against arizona uh relying just on the five on five to win these games uh it's it really comes down to special teams. They have to get that fixed now, and um, I mean, if that's not sorted out by Tuesday, um, I mean, I think we can start. I, I don't like to say say goodbye to the season, but I mean, I just they're running out of time. That that's just it. They they're running out of time. So it's a really really crucial uh, stretch of games coming up for the Panthers here right now. Yeah, and and Paul Maurice even spoke about it even prior to. December starting about the the month that he was worried about the most as far as the schedule was 
January because of the amount of back-to-backs that that the Panthers were going to have, including a matinee in Buffalo and then and then quickly going to Toronto, even though that's a very short trip. New York again and Pittsburgh in in that trip. Uh, L- L.A. and Boston both at home and Boston still not losing a right a game in regulation at home, which they'll be playing in the Winter Classic uh, tomorrow at Fenway Park and. But but going going back to the Coyotes and 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 that and that game, I mean, uh, Lawson Krause, former uh, Florida Panthers prospect, uh, is is leading the way in go- in goals for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, they're earning earning his uh, contract and very team friendly contract at four point three million. Uh, Clayton yeah. Keller, a homegrown player as well, uh, with thirteen goals. Shane Gossespierre, who's likely going to attract a uh, it, it be attractive in a trade as far as the the deadline. Uh, Bugstad as well, another former Panther, uh, Nick Nick Bugstad. Uh, he's going to increase his trade value as well. He's going to be well well for a contender. And listen, the, um, listen, Bill Bill Armstrong. He's he's accumulating assets. And I'm just looking at their 2024 uh, capital: three three second round picks and four third round picks for for the Coyotes, and three second round picks in 20. Excuse me, two second round picks in 2023, and and then in 2025 they have four. So they're just cont- and and let's not forget the the 2024 second round pick was to get rid of the contract of Anton Strollman to to buy out to buy buy their contract so they're they're taking on the bad contracts and i mean mm-hmm. they're that co- specific contract is, of Anton Strollman was a result of the the t- the tail talent era they're still they're still having a bit of the repercussions from that era as far as like you know talking about Keith Yandel's contract uh, Sergey Bobrovsky's contract as well, mm-hmm. and it, it, it it's B- Bill Zito, of course, selling selling a part of the farm to make this team to go for it last year. And listen, the the Montreal pick is looking worse and worse for for the Panthers, unprotected as well. And just how how, how do you navigate from here when 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 you're when you're trying to still uh to still create a a, con- a contender there and at this th- at this point in time my, my thought process is really what's going to be what's going to be what's going to be the message and what's going to be what's what's going to be spoken about when they do have that extra cap room they spend a little bit and they get off to a, a, a slow start next year oh man a lot to unpack in there and i mean if certain things unfold in a certain way we're talking that first overall pick you can want to stay off of uh of twitter and all socials if that if, if montreal was to win the lottery oh my goodness yeah i mean you look at this team right now and and uh, you wonder what bill zito can do uh i mean they're they're pressed against the cap uh he's already got rid of a ton of their assets uh trying to go for it i mean you can't fault the guy for that that's just the name of the business right i mean when you're in your championship window you go for it i mean a best case scenario you win the cup but i mean that only one team gets to win it it doesn't happen for everyone and uh, a lot of teams go through this where they give up a lot to to try and make it happen it doesn't work zito i imagine um has got to be very busy on on the phones right now trying to figure out what he can do i mean obviously you know, uh, an option, and I think the most obvious one would be to find uh, some big LTIR contract they can shell out whatever remaining asset they have for to bring it over and then give themselves uh, some some cap flexibility and maybe they can bring in someone else. 
aside from that, I don't really know what other pieces they could move out. They have a lot of unmovable contracts for any type of player. They would uh, maybe be looking to move Patrick Hornquist. You're not giving anyone that contract there. Bobrovsky, you're not giving anyone that contract there. Uh, so, I mean, they kind of are stuck. I don't, so, you know, you, you just look at it and there's not a whole lot. You, you think maybe they got to figure it out with this club. I don't know that I guess that'd be a question for you. Do you think the the personnel on this team, do you think that they can figure it out with them? Because there's a good chance that Bill Zito may just have his hands tied and have to go with this club. Do you think that this this group of guys can figure it out? I don't know. I don't know how I, I really don't know what you can add to this team outside of the LTIR guys. Like mm-hmm. and 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 I'm I'm not trying to dodge your question. I promise. But if, if this team, if this season spirals, in the in it go, goes in the wrong direction, and and you're looking, and I'm just looking at the Panthers cap friendly page right now as far as like contracts to move or and and as far as the expiring deals, really the only trade piece you have as far as expiring deals is really Radko Gudas. He's an under 35 contract. For, for the Panthers and the Panthers might want to try to keep him next year. I think he's a very valuable piece to this mm-hmm. uh, Florida Panthers team at maybe like a one-year deal after, after this season. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign him more than two years, if anything, uh, if I'm Bill Zito, uh, but just as, as far as you're not going to, as far as like current players on the roster, you're not going to have someone take Zach Talpy. You're not going to get that much. You're not uh, Chris Tiener is still, still going to have some time in the AHL as well. Uh, as far as the 35 plus Mark Stahl, Eric Stahl, no. Uh, as as far as that as well, like I'm I'm just thinking of like what you could ship out if this spirals and in in, goes in the wrong direction too, as, mm-hmm. because you need you gave up a lot of assets. You need to cu- try to accumulate something back. So I think your LTIR when you, when you're talking about taking a contract on LTIR, I think it could be the 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 scenario that the that the Panthers could go. As far as this group, I mean, man. I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't use the whole oh, but they did it last year anymore. I just can't. I, it's, it's very just thinking like that is very tiresome for me. And I've, mm-hmm. I've kind of, I've kind of gotten to that point uh, with this team. This is who they are now. This is, I, I don't want to say a complete one eighty because I still think, I still think a championship window is with bringing in Kachuk is extended, and this is mm-hmm. this was the step back year, but as far as if, if we're talking about 2022, 2023 specifically, I don't, I don't have, I re, at this point in time, I don't have confidence that this is, uh, this is a team that's going to, to make that run for the postseason. And they were talking about the New York Rangers in the early '90s, win the President's Trophy, miss the playoffs the very next year in '93, and then go back and, and win the Stanley Cup in '94. We're not at that point yet, though. But just. Just a little perspective of a team that has taken that step back in their past before. I know that was like almost 30 years ago. <laughs> so so just a little bit perspective of, of this has been done before. But this year, the, the, listen, we can't even get we can't even get to a three game winning streak without first starting with, with two. And this was this was a, a great weekend to do so as mm-hmm. as New York when when just not saving at 930. You see, you see the flaws with the New York Rangers, and he, he wasn't even in the net on, yeah. on Sunday night, and they couldn't take advantage. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. I think the unfortunately the writing is on the wall at this point. It is a very different team 
than last season. I mean, last season's team was ridiculous. Like they had three lines that were operating like a first line. You know, they could just score at will. You know, and that's just and that was what they did. They don't have that anymore. And you're out, and you know you're right with the with Matthew Kachuk. They've extended their window by getting him, but this may be one of those years where it could, it'd be a tough pill to swallow for for Zito, I think. But it, this could very well be like, all right, you know what? This isn't the group. I don't have the cap flexibility. I can't afford to give up any more asset. You just let this season run its course. Maybe you make the playoffs. Maybe these guys like figure it out and, and go on a run and, and do it. And maybe they don't. And you just do one of those quick one-year rebuilds because you, you do still have some young core uh, signed on for a while. So you know that you can make another run. You can afford to perhaps lose a year. And, um, and maybe that's like the, the route they take. You know, and I'm not too big on uh, speculating, you know, when there's really nothing to, to go off of. But, you know, I kind of look at, you know, what sort of asset can they give out? And, and maybe they just need, a, a, <laughs> silly to say, a shakeup when they just had one of the biggest shakeups in the uh, in an offseason we can remember. And I don't also want to dog on a guy, so let me just get to it. But maybe it's time they take a hard look at the Ekblad contract and see what they can get uh, from him. I know he's on that no move right now, but it's not a no move the whole way through. Uh, so they probably can't move that this year, but maybe that's something that they they move away from. He's been a part of the core for ever since he came over, but maybe he's no longer part of that core going forward. Oh. Something for the listeners to chew on. Mm. It's funny because I never really entertained... Uh... I, I I thought I was thinking more of that expiring towards the end because there's three years left, two years left, excuse me, after after this year. And I've spoken so many times about Bobrovsky's no move clause becoming a modified no trade clause on July 1st of 2024. Mm-hmm. Ekblad's is this very same day. The very same day. That could be Mark the day. That could be the day of a major shakeup with the Florida Panthers. But of course, you got to reevaluate what the 2023-24 season is going to be and we're and they're banking they're they're banking with that extra cap space to to make something happen uh for for this team they are banking on it and yeah. maybe maybe bill zito thinks of it as he had a he had an injury riddled season and didn't really recover as well from that groin give him another chance and then you see what's where do we go from here because mm-hmm. that that could be that because you're not giving him another eight-year deal no way i don't no way in hell you're not you're not for for ekblad mm-hmm. as well and so it, it's it's just the, the very same day i never really looked at that until like just now so mm-hmm. so so yeah yeah and i mean that Bobrovsky contract i mean it's unmovable right now but it becomes very movable come 2024 the cap is projected to go up enough and it will for sure be a, a calorie or a salary retention move by zito uh, to do it, but you're going to have Yandel uh, dead cap off, and there's another... I can't, Scott Darling. Darling, his his uh, dead cap will come off. You're, so, I mean, they'll be able to hold some of that for the remaining contract, and I think that'll be okay. They retain 50. They're paying 5 mil on dead. That's all right, but it will be movable, and they'll be able to do something there. Spencer Knight, I'm sure, will be ready to step into that big role. So, I mean, right now, yeah, we look at it, can't move it, but you make a good point. Circle that on your calendars for 2024 because those are very movable pieces. 
and a buyout would be less likely with the cap going up. That is the that is the the thing of note when yes. when it when it comes to all of that. So, mm-hmm. but you know they got they got a rest of the season to play and last game of this um we're getting ahead of ourselves (laughs) yeah last game last game of a of this homestand uh quick two game homestand right before hitting uh four on the road two days off prior to their game against detroit and then it's 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 go time Mm -hmm. ready set go panthers you got it time to string in some wins it's got got to be desperate as far as that and even randy moeller there was a quote about sometimes you need to be a little bit selfish if you want to generate a shot but yeah so alex i want to thank you once again for joining me on this monday edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast tell everybody where they can find you online yes uh, fullpresshockey.com that's where you can find my articles up there and also doing all my twitter stuff there's the handle you see it on screen there at alex slam so you can get all of my work uh right there so uh thanks again for having me on the show armando i love getting on here and uh, i like that the sunday sundays with slump i don't know if it quite rolls off the tongue but i mean i like the time slot so yeah maybe we can figure out a better name yeah we'll, we'll just roll with uh what, what we got and if uh, we need to make adjustments we do we do as we will but thank you once again and i uh, hope hope to see you next time looking forward to it have a good one and if you like what you're hearing Please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to all the other shows on the Locked On NHL network, including Locked On NHL and Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL Prospects your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. Locked on NHL Prospects is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez with Alex Slemp, and you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. <laughs>